0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Investing Yourself: The Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm of course your host with the most, Phil Better, and today I am happy to have, well, the first time ever on my show, a Jeopardy champion uh, on the show, Mr. Contestant, contestant. Contestant, I apologize. The daily to... double sunk me, but it's okay. Oh, <laughs> that, it's always the daily double, isn't it, Sean? It's always the daily double sean uh sean gold here uh coming in uh author polymath you're a man of a thousand hats it looks like uh shauna so i want to thank you so much for being on the show um how are you doing sir
1: well thank you for that awesome introduction i love the music it's great the one thing i hate about podcasts because i do a lot is i don't have theme music and uh they're very unprepared so i'm, I'm already excited um, there you I'm good. Go. Thank, thanks for having me. Thanks for the introduction. Um, ready, ready, ready to get into it.
0: So Sean, you, uh, you're this amazing serial entrepreneur. You help businesses grow. You do coaching. You do a lot. But my question is, what got you started? Like, what is the reason why you do this
1: business, um, this so
0: world that you're in?
1: Primarily because I need money. I think that's that's, <laughs> That's number one, I think. Even I, I mean, going back as far as when I was a kid, it's just I need money. I mean, there's no grand, uh, you know, story of like, oh, I had a vision when I was doing this for a company that could do this better. No, I needed money. That's it. You know, and when you're a kid, no one wants to hire you. So you have to kind of do your own thing. And now that I'm an adult, nobody still wants to hire me. So you got to do your own thing. So it's just been a lifetime of, you know, being an entrepreneur in a variety of different verticals working with so many different people and, um, you know, really just testing myself and seeing what, what my potentialities are and what I can deliver on. And I, I think kind of my my greatest accolade is that I've never been truly employed. You know, I've never had a nine to five, eight to six or a desk or a real job or any of that. I feel like if I can keep that going for the rest of my life, it will be a life well lived.
0: That's that is a life well lived uh, and that's success in your own words. And that's how you view success. That's great. And that, um, going through your, your, your stuff, your website, you have a lot of stuff and you've written a lot of books. How, how did you get, cause being an entrepreneur, you're usually they write books on entrepreneurial subjects, but you have books on multiple different subjects. Yeah, you know, fiction, nonfiction, help. How? How? That's that's the only thing I have. Like, how? Um,
1: one word at a time. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. Listen, I uh, I have a lot of natural curiosity, and the books came about because for years people kept saying, you know, to me, you should write a book. You should write a book. So I did, and now it's like now it's your turn. You should write a book. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it, again, writing to me is kind of second nature. Um, you know, I've I've released four books. I've kind of stopped to focus more on graphic novels, to focus more on my newsletter, to focus more on uh, t- TV shows and film scripts. I have my first feature film that hopefully at the start of the year will be in pre-production. I already have a pretty dope director attached. I have a production studio attached. So just a matter of raising the proper financing and attaching the talent. Um... So again, writing is second nature to me. It just you know the, the blank page kind of scares the majority of people, but to me the blank page is it, it holds infinite possibility. You know, if it was a full page, there'd be nothing to do. You know, but when it's <laughs> blank, I can I can do what I want with it. it it's malleable. Um, so again, writing to me, it, it's just something I do every day. I mean, my um you know I have a newsletter that goes out to almost twenty four thousand subscribers every Sunday like clockwork. Um, I have content i do for various startups and funds that goes out whenever they need it to go out um so you know it's not something that's challenging to me what's challenging to me is probably you know if i had to write like a five hundred thousand word epic novel that'd be it it wouldn't be impossible but that'd be a little challenging it would be
0: like trying to climb a mountain it's like it's doable it's just going to take me some time to it would it It
1: wouldn't it wouldn't be something I could do in a week or a month. It would take a, a long time to, to do, but it's not impossible. It's just a matter of if I wanted to do it. But yeah, it's, um, again, if you really want to do something, you'll do it. And if you don't, you'll just make excuses. And with anything I've ever set out to do, I've always done. I just, I don't make excuses. You know, there, there has to be a way to get it done if I really want to do it.
0: No, that's true. And y- y- your, your proof of concept is that look at all, all you've, you've accomplished so far in the in the business world um you started off in the nightlife
1: world that's uh before but i've been i've been an entrepreneur since i was like a kid but that's kind of what i'm primarily known for notorious for being the <laughs> nightlife ninja former nightlife ninja um
0: how did yeah, you I get mean, the nightlife ninja name how I did that come it. about?
1: Oh, you. Can, I created okay. it. I mean, you have to understand the world of nightlife. You have to deal with drug addicts, dropouts, and deadbeats, and those are just your colleagues and coworkers. <laughs> so you know, you want to you you want to essentially brand yourself, and you know, become something more than just like a connection, a plug, as the kids today say. Um, but yeah, I, I fell in love with it when I was seventeen. That's what I wanted to do with my life. That was just like you know, the nexus point watershed moment was you know, going to the Bahamas at 17 on spring break, throwing some parties, realizing that I was extremely good at it, realized that it was the coolest thing ever to me. And that's what kind of drove the direction of my life. Um, I chose the University of Miami for college over the University of Michigan. And everybody thought I was crazy because, you know, I was choosing suntan U over a real school. And uh, I only chose University of Miami because of its proximity to nightlife, you know, and I went there with the sole purpose of creating the college experience not having one and following everyone else but creating it for myself and everyone else and starting a business and you know it, it's funny that was when i was you know 17 18 and you know i'm 19 now good times but <laughs> but uh but uh, no for i mean now we're like you know two decades later I, I don't do it anymore really and i still get calls for the um crowd i mean it's just you know it's like from people that are like we know we heard you're the guy for the um crowd and it's like you're old enough to have your own kids in college. Find your own crowd, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, but that that's what I did. And I mean, it was kind of a thing that, you know, led me to work with major brands and work with probably close to a hundred different nightclubs and festivals and mansions and celebrities and athletes. I mean, you know, that was that was entrepreneurship to me. That was, you know, why am I why am I gonna try and get a day job when I could just show up Friday, Saturday, and maybe like Thursday night from say 11 to one in the morning and call it even and have the rest of my time free, you know? Um, so that, that's what it was. And I mean, it was just, you know, being available because if I had a real job, which nobody wanted to hire me, so that, that was no problem. <laughs> but if I had a real job, I, you know, I would get calls to do, you know, we have we're renting a private mansion. We need you to do something Thursday afternoon. Are you in? Of course I'm in, you know, or, you know, we've got a bunch of celebrities that are doing something on a yacht on a Friday afternoon. Are you in, you know, I can't, I can't just say, well, let me check with my manager. Can yeah, we move no. that meeting? Can we, can I like, it's, you know, it, it just wouldn't fit. So, I mean, I chose, that was the path that I forged. I chose nightlife or more like, I think nightlife chose me. Um, but that, that single decision as a 17 year old kid to to follow my passion when everybody in my entire existence, everybody said it was the wrong move you know, um, the the guidance counselor, my teachers, my best friends, my family, you know, and I just had to follow what I wanted to do. It was the best decision I ever made, you know, and it's the hardest decision. I think most people when they have that decision, you know, regardless if it's entrepreneurship or not, it, to actually follow what your heart tells you to do. I mean, it sounds very cliche, but it's extremely difficult to do because, you know, I did it at a time when there was no social media. Mm-hmm. Imagine if I had to do it and then I had a bunch of, strangers and on all these platforms watching me and watching if I was going to fail or succeed, Um, you know, but you kind of have to forge your own path because if if you can see the path laid out before you, you're on somebody else's and everybody likes to follow the the path, but you know, you're not going to live up to what you're capable of if you're following somebody else's. You're just going to go on the assembly line of career and of life and that's it. That's, that's not for me. You know, for me, I'd rather take the, take the pain, take the obstacles, take the challenges and carve my own way.
0: Question. The, 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 I like how you, you brought up the pain and the, 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 the pain, painful aspect of being an entrepreneur because there is pain because it's sometimes it's like, am I making payroll? Will I be able to pay rent? You know, cause especially when you probably started out, I have no idea, but uh, uh, at a 17 year old, when you're trying to make your name in the Miami nightlife, that's full of, you know, drug addicts criminals and all the fun people and th- those are just your colleagues um yes. how how like worried were you that you weren't going to make it or were you like i know i'm going to make it this is not a question of if it's a question of
1: when so you know i'd be lying if i said i wasn't worried i mean you gotta you gotta understand i came into this university system where i didn't live on campus because I, I you know i finagled away to get like a place close by so i didn't have this like community right I only knew one person who was two years ahead of me and that was it. He wasn't much of like a partier. So, you know, my, I I mean, my biggest fear was just not being able to make it happen. You know, like it was just something where, you know, I I try different things and it would just, everything would fail. And, you know, the pain of failure and the stigma of failure is, is very difficult for many to bear, but I knew I was capable of it. I knew that I was probably using the wrong strategy and I knew that I I could accomplish it, but that didn't take away the doubt. That didn't take away the worry that didn't take away the the fact that you have limited resources. Um, you know, but you, you, if you're going to be an entrepreneur you you have to live with that, you know, I mean, everybody wants to have the right skills to be an entrepreneur and, you know, they they all say the same stupid stuff, you know, where it's a guy know how to sell and you got to have a network. And you got to build a better mousetrap and you got to focus on a niche and blah, blah, blah. I think the number one skill for an entrepreneur is the capacity to suffer and to do it gracefully and to keep going forward. That's the number one skill to endure the doubt, to endure people laughing at you, to endure people ignoring you, to endure people saying no to you, to endure the path that you have to create. Because, um, you know, it wasn't until my junior year of college that I really became like the guy. You know, it wasn't, it took two years. It wasn't like I, I got to campus and I was like, I'm Sean Gold. Where's my VIP table? Where's my <laughs> client? You know, it was a lot of failures. It was a lot of setbacks. There's a lot of people laughing at me. There was a lot of people not believing. Um, and it took time for me to kind of like build a reputation for people to take a chance on and then go back and tell their friends, this guy's the real deal. Um, you know, and then I, I don't think I found mainstream success until probably... Three years after that, you know, it's ironic because, you know, the, the biggest revenue drivers I had, the biggest events, all that stuff came after I was out of college, but still doing parties for college kids, you know? <laughs> um, so it wasn't, I mean, I was still doing a bunch of stuff when I was a student, but it was really after I was grad, I was an alumni after I graduated that, you know, I just was kind of, you know, that's when I had the most success. Um, it also helps that you're not a student. You don't have to worry about getting kicked out of school or failing both of which were real threats and almost happened. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, But it's really something, you know, that, you know, in Silicon Valley, the the term is the valley of death. Okay. There's something in the startup journey, it's called the valley of death. And that's essentially what happens is when you have released your product to the public and nothing happens. Okay. You've put all this money that you've taken, either that you've put in or you've taken from outside investors and you've built this product or the service offering and you release it to the public and you expect it to be like, okay. Look at up the downloads. Look at the signups, and then nothing happens. So you have like on the on the on the chart, it just you go down, and it either stays down or you come up. But it's it, it happens to every business. I wish someone told me about it before I experienced it. But these are things that you you have to know about. You know, no one's going to tell you prepare for the valley of death. They're going to tell you grow at all costs and make a deck and go on Shark Tank. <laughs> you know, they're going to tell you all this stuff. But the reality of it is, it's very hard. To get complete strangers to put a credit card in to buy something from you, you know, um, especially if you're not as cool as you think it as you think you are, especially in their mind. So, um, you know, facing doubt, difficulties, setback, obstacles, um, that's the normal part of the process. And the capacity to suffer is, I think, you know, it's a trait that no one wants to talk about, but you need to have, you know, um. Henry Ford, before he was Henry Ford and created the assembly line and made cars a thing, you know, he failed twice. He had two companies that went bankrupt. You know, nobody, nobody knew that. Um, Abraham Lincoln, before he was the greatest president in the entire history of the United States, was his entire life was a failure. He was a failed businessman. He was a failed lawyer. He was just this awkward, gangly, depressed guy um, one of the stories I always use with with Harry Truman, who is probably one of the greatest presidents of the 20th century, is that you know in the 1920s Harry Truman was was a bankrupt, broke businessman. Business failed, nothing. But within two decades, he was the most powerful person in the entire planet. So it's not essentially where you are now as an entrepreneur; it's the direction that you're moving, and that's regardless of whatever vertical you're in. And and it really comes down to the mindset, and it really comes down to you know, the ability to experiment and the ability to keep going despite the failures and the ability to coexist with negative thoughts that you might have and the thoughts of your your peers in the crowd that are probably telling you, don't quit don't quit your day job or you should do it this or you should go into that or you should do this because you know every everybody has to be right because they're incapable of being anything else. So you have to kind of tune all that out and focus on what you want to focus on.
0: That is just great advice. Like, the, I was just sitting there just like, yep, okay, taking that because, you know, dealing with the negative thoughts, their thoughts from other people that are put inside your head to make you doubt yourself, because they're doubting themselves. Exactly. And the fact like you just have to ignore that and still go through it's going to be painful, but everything worthwhile is painful, because all that great greatness is on the other side of the discomfort. Now, I wanna talk about uh, this new VC fund. Are we able to talk about that?
1: We can I, We can talk a little bit about it because legally it, uh, it's, it's the structure is there, but we haven't launched yet. So all I right, so let's I jump off that. <laughs> it's coming soon, stay tuned. I'll come back in maybe three months and we can talk about it.
0: I would be more than happy to have you back on to talk about that. Let's talk about your media brand, Utopia
1: Utopian Journey. Journey.
0: Utopian Journey. What, what, what's, what's the idea behind this brand?
1: So when I was uh, in lockdown, like everybody during the pandemic, not lockdown in Miami because that's everybody, (laughs) you know, not not house arrest like my coworkers, my former coworkers. Um, No, I I, in lockdown I wanted to use my time wisely. Um, You know, nobody knew what was coming. Uh, Nobody kind of had a sense of what tomorrow looked like, but we were all doing the same thing. We were in this together and watching Tiger King or, you know, (laughs) Doing some other stupid thing, so I wanted to do something that could put my creative, you know, my my create my creative thoughts to use. Um, I wanted to do a little pandemic project. I wanted to focus my my energies into something positive. So you know, I, I created essentially Utopian Journey, which is a comic book for mental wellness. It's a it's a graphic novel for you know entrepreneurs, creatives, as, aspirationals, anyone that needs a guide of just how to move forward. Um, the problem was, is that I didn't have a following. I didn't really have, you know, an, uh, a ge- I had a general idea of what I wanted to do, but I, I this was something that wasn't going to require like investors. It was me. And as being someone we already talked about that, like to write, I wanted to create something that, okay, I can just build a following through the writing and, and put my thoughts out there and gauge it. So, um, you know, I spent the pandemic, at least the, f- the first year reading, researching, making connections, testing out the art. And then in um, 2021, I launched the Substack for it. So, you know, we're almost two years uh, into it. Um, and yeah, through it, I mean, it's opened a lot of doors. I've collaborated with a lot of different people. I got to speak at different universities. Um, you know, it's having a positive effect. I mean, it's probably the most fulfilling thing I've done just because I get messages from people all over the world that, you know, I would never meet that are thanking me for writing it and that they, it's resonating with them and it's, you know, giving them the motivation to go after what they want. So, um, you know, it's really cool. You know, it's something to me that I can be proud of. It's not something that's like, you know, oh, I tried a startup that nobody wanted. And, you know, it never materialized, which has happened. And I don't think about it. This is something that's I always on my mind, because the end user is someone that truly benefits. You know, it's it's not something where it's like a new kind of app or a new kind of social media widget or whatever. This is something that you read it at your own convenience. You have the art that demonstrates key plot parts of the story and plots of the story. And it's going to have a comic book that's phys- it's going to be digital, but maybe we'll do it physical. Um, and it's just something that I wanted to do that, you know, it was just something really unique that I wanted to take all my, all my knowledge from psychology, from philosophy, from history, science, and put it into one thing in, in a medium that really it hasn't been used before. Because when you think of comic books, you think of, you know, Iron Man and Superman and all that stuff. But I want to do something that, you know, someone could read as a guide. They can go to one of the pages and that page will be dealing with following, you know, your, your passion or another page will be dealing with mentorship or another page will be dealing with, you know, taking back your time. And it's very easy to examine. It's not a lot of heavy uh, reading and you, you see it through the art. And then every page ends with a quote from a different thinker, philosopher, scientist, psychologist, um, Usually, ones I've come across that are not general knowledge.
0: I love that. That's a great
1: resource for
0: uh, for any entrepreneur, anybody looking to get into entrepreneur that has the to deal with this this stupid thing that we call a brain uh, that's uh, always trying. It's trying to keep us safe, but keep us always in our our comfort zone, which isn't where we want to grow. In your journey so far. Have you had a moment or apart from the Jeopardy? Because I, 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 let's ask the Jeopardy, what was it like meeting Trebek?
1: I mean, it legend? was awesome, you know. Um, I'm the last contestant to ever high five him, so Jesus. you know, it's uh, twice the first one was on there, the second one was during the credits, but yeah, it was super cool. Um, I mean, listen, I come from a world of like you know, dealing with celebrities, so I'm never like starstruck, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I've had dinner with celebrities and I had celebrity clients. So I just, you know, I keep it cool. But like, Trebek's on another level because that's <laughs> like, you know, everybody knows him. Um, so it was, it was extremely cool. I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, on, on my list of things to accomplish and just went after it. You know, most people, they, they want to do something, but they, they don't go after it because it's too hard or it's too difficult or it seems too out of reach um i just don't have that in me if i want to do it i'm gonna do it you know um if it works it works and it does i'm gonna try harder the next time and that's kind of how like the jeopardy thing came about because you know i'm sure there's millions of people around the country that are like oh i could go on that show but they don't take the test and everyone's always like well how do you do it i'm like you got to take the test you know um you got to pass the test and then if you pass the test you got to go to an audition and take two more tests you got to pass those tests so um the, the statistics usually, I don't know if they are now, but when I went on a few years back, it was like 80,000 people took the test, 2,500 passed. Out of the 2,500, 300 passed the other test and were chosen. So it's very, very difficult to get on that stage because they, you know, you, these questions are just the most random things. You have to kind yeah. of be on your game. You, you can't really mess around with it. You either know it or you don't, you know?
0: So this is one of the highlights of your life. Obviously, you mentioned that before. Would you have another moment or another memory in your journey as an entrepreneur that you would like to share that really highlights just something that you're like, yeah, this is it?
1: Um, it's really hard to nail down one moment. I feel like, you know, there's a million micro moments that lead up to you know to the one moment you know um there's a million like little little victories and those build the foundations for who we are whether it's an entrepreneur or not um but essentially i mean i'd have to really think because you know i'm constantly evolving as a person so the moment that was cool to me at 22 is not the moment that's cool to me you know now Mm -hmm. um I think the, one, one of the ones that was kind of like, again, it was cheesy, but to me it was like the moment was um, on my 22nd birthday, we had this, uh, there was a, a venue in South Beach, I had a marquee. So, you know, they put my name on the marquee and this is like, again, before social media, but people were like driving down the street and it said like, you know, tonight, happy birthday, Sean Gold. So, like for years, Gosh. that was like the moment because I took a picture of it, I had a picture in front of it. And like, people can't believe it. You know, people like for years later, they'd come up and be like, your name was on the marquee because like that was reserved for like, you know, tonight, you know, Britney Spears or tonight, you big know, big names. Of, yeah. Big names and you have my name. So it was, you know, it was again, it was super cool, you know, because not everyone could get it. And that was kind of like the thing where it was like, how do you get that, especially, you know, you're 22 years old. Um, so that was a big thing because again, you know, it takes years to see the results of your efforts, you know? And that's, I think if there's one thing I could tell everyone listening, regardless if they're going to be an entrepreneur or not, it's that whatever you do is going to take years. And you don't, you're not going to see it within six months. You're not going to see it within a year. You might, you're going to see progress, um, but you're not going to see like the the fruits of your labor until like, you know, a few years in. I mean, you know, i I remember, you know, getting into the nightlife when I was 17 years old. I remember a Halloween of when I was 17 and everyone I knew was going to this nightclub and I didn't have any connections and I couldn't get in. And it was the Halloween of when I was a senior in high school and everyone was doing all this fun stuff. And here I was stuck at home and I went out to pick up my friend at Jamba Juice who got into a fight with his girlfriend. That was it. I <laughs> felt like, I felt like the biggest loser, but three years later, okay, same night, you know, when I'm 20 years old, I'm running the biggest Halloween party, in South Beach at the nicest club, <laughs> you know, like if you would have told me when I was 17, I'd be doing that. I'd be like, I want to believe, you know, yeah. so it, you have to really, you know, you, you don't know where your life's going to go. You have to just keep, you know, working away at it, hacking away at it, whether it's your business, whether it's personal growth, whatever the case may be. And, and you you will change as a person. You will see those results. It just takes it takes a long time because you have to na- learn how to navigate. You have to learn how to maneuver. You have to learn what works and what doesn't, and you have to, you know, be able to have staying power. I think the thing that that causes most people to fail is is not a lack of resources or anything like that. What they attribute to their failures, I think it's that you know they don't have the staying power. And it goes back to what I said earlier: you have to be able to sit there and take the arrows, and take the stones, and take the pain, so you can come out on the other side. You know, um, it's. Uh, I think Saint Thomas Aquinas said that uh, if if any captain cared about the condition of his ship, it would never leave ports, you know, and, and that's that's kind of, you know, one, one of the mantras for my life. It's kind of like, you know, yeah, you can be safe and you could be fine and you could just sit there and it's fine. But if you really want to, like, venture and test yourself and try to achieve something, you can. But it's it's not going to be easy and you're going to have to do it and no one can do it for you. Um, you know, it, it's not easy. If it was easy, we would all be successful. We would all be, you know, racking up the accolades. We would all be rich and fabulous and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But it's not because it's very hard. And, you know, it takes a certain kind of personality to understand the difficulties and still pursue it regardless.
0: So true. And this is a a great, unfortunately, it's it's coming to the end. And I hate this because I'm having a great time talking with you, Sean, you're passing out golden nuggets i'm just like mm-hmm. pun intended pun intended yeah, golden oh yes oh i love it i can make puns on someone else's name and not have my name be the pun exactly uh, for the first time it's a golden opportunity for me uh, here sean um uh, but th- i want to know if you could design a museum exhibit representing you what items would you put on display
1: <laughs> That's the most interesting question I've ever had on a podcast. So <laughs> that That is thanks to
0: Spark by Seat Discomfort, the YouTube channel. Uh, you should go ahead and buy it. But yes, so what would be in your museum exhibit,
1: Sean? A BlackBerry because uh, I was the last one to use one until this year and they told me they were discontinuing service for like 13 years at a BlackBerry because I could instantly mass text like 10,000 people. I was just like, okay, my day's done. And then that'd be it. <laughs> So definitely it would be a Blackberry. Um, it would probably be like one of my T-shirts that I used to wear out when I used throwing parties, <laughs> my blazer that I used to wear over the T-shirt. Um, you know, I'm trying to think what else. one of my comic book pages, one of my books. Um, I got I, I not know, the Jeopardy buzzer. I use. Uh, I mean, like, there's a I lot. I think the podium like
0: I, should be the, the whole thing, not just the buzzer. The whole podium, oh,
1: too. The, my my preserved hand that I that I high fived Trebek with and shook the hands of many other celebrities and even a presidential candidate. We'll we'll have we'll have the hand in a jar. <laughs> we'll have we'll have in the formaldehyde preserved. Um, there we go. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah, that that's what it comes to right, right now. I'm sure if I gave it some thought, we could put some other things, but. Um, yeah, I think those are the things that kind of come to mind. Yeah, I think that'd be that be it.
0: I think that those would be some great things cuz it's all different points in your life and especially finishing off with your hand that has like you said sh- shook shaken and high-fived many of uh powerful people and fist uh, bumped and, fist, and bumps. fist bumped. Yeah, can't forget 2020 and 2021 it was the the life of fist bumping. Yeah. Um Sean, I'm going to jump off screen here. I want you to let my audience know where they can find and follow you, especially with your mental health comic that you're putting oh, out. Are we going to have
1: links? Going to have links at the Of bottom? course, the show. Okay.
0: I, I'm, <laughs> don't sure. worry. I always come back and say the show. The, I'm a professional, Sean. I have intro music. Come on. I know that's true. Okay. All right, here the floor is yours, sir.
1: All right. Um, you can follow me on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on LinkedIn. Follow me in person. I'd love to hug you. Give you a high five. Um, you can sign up to utopian journey for free link below, follow, uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. Just mention that you watch me on the invest in yourself podcast. I don't respond to LinkedIn connections that do not have a message. So drop me a message or else I think you're going to be uh, trying to sell me an Arby's franchise <laughs> or you want my money in your startup. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at utopian J that's the one I primarily use. And uh, And of course, you know, feel free to DM me. I will respond if you mention that you saw me here, and I uh, love to chat with you.: Awesome, Sean,
0: I want to thank you very much for being an amazing guest, sharing so many golden nuggets of from your life and uh, just uh, wisdom from all the uh, knowledge that you've accumulated over the years. Um, of course, to my audience, like Sean said the links to connect with him will be down in the show notes down below. So please do go ahead and listen, uh, follow him, uh, read his stuff. His, uh, his comic book is actually really, really worth it. Um, it, it's, it's, it's fabulous. I'm actually on the list. Um, so it is great. I'm, it's not just uh, saying that because, uh, he's a guest. I am, uh, before you became a guest, I was, uh, reading it, um, so that I could get more knowledge and I have to say it's the art is fabulous. Thank you. The st- obviously the story is great too. Uh, but, uh, I'm always drawn more to the art cause it's so visually and it's, it's very pleasing. So yes, go ahead and check out utopian, um, down below. And uh, Sean, once again, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'd give you a high five, but we're not we're not together.
0: (laughs) One day we will high five. I am holding you to that high five, and to my audience, remember to always invest in yourself.